Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How much time till we're on? Come on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Ah, yes, it is. Tuesday night edition of Sports Day. Sats and rats and what are we? What are we? 24 hours? 26 hours. 26 hours until kickoff. That's Eastern Standard Time, oh, of Oh, mate, course. I feel like I'm the kid in the car going, are we there yet? Oh, are we there yet? I know. I know. I'm flying to Adelaide tomorrow. I cannot wait. Cannot oh, wait. I'd be so excited just to get on that plane and know when I land, I'm I'm close. I know. I know. Woogie said I've got to go to a bar called Cry Baby or something like that. It doesn't sound like a great bar. Oh, there bar. was a bar I went to. It sounds like a seedy in, a sort bar, of bar in Adelaide. There was a bar down there I went to. I'm just, I'll, I'll find out the name of it. It was very cool. Very good setup. It was like an old, it was like, I think it's called The Vault mm. or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? People in the front door with the straight jackets on. Uh, no, I, I think it was like um, uh, Miles took us there. Nate Miles, Miles. Fitz, Fitzner. Oh, Miles Fitzner. <laughs> yeah. I was just when you're there for for live for live. Yeah, and um, went in there and had a drink. It was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, really good setup. Yeah. Anyway, that's rat commentating the live golf just there. Uh, yeah, welcome to the listen through the Super Radio <laughs> Network. SCN 1170 693 in Queensland. And 16.20 on the Gold Coast. If you're listening to us on SEN Track, Fanatic, the app, podcast, welcome to the show. And, of course, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, proud supporters of Sports Day. You can get us on social media, Sports Day SEN, which is TikTok, SENQ on Instagram, and Twitter, the Twittersphere, which Matty Rogers is just just loves it, just lives on Twitter, Sports Day NSW. <laughs> Yeah, get involved in the show anytime. 0457 736 736. We've all got a text here. A letter to be complete, completed. Sorry. Oh, that's from Glenn. He's mm. in early. He's in early. So get involved in the show at any stage. Now, donuts. Oh. Rat has bought in. We usually take turns and bring in food. It, my wife usually fills up the, the fruit bowl above the fridge with little snacks. Uh, Daddy Vass will bring some in. You're, uh, you're a muffin man. I'm a muffin man. You are. Yeah. A muffin man. Muffin, yeah, muffin man. man. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rat is a well, – rat, Rat's a junk food king. Oh, I've got a very he's sweet able to. I, if my wife's listening to this, she'll she'll, yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll be able to if, – if you said, Chloe, text him what Matt brought in, she's got no idea because I stopped at the shop but on she'll the way. she'll know. She'll know. She'll yeah. be able to write exactly what I brought in. Exactly, because I, I've seen Rat when he came to the Gold Coast Titans. I've seen what he used to eat <laughs> on a daily basis. And he wouldn't put one ounce of fat on. It made everyone see. We used to see Mark Minicello and Nathan Friend. They'd walk around with these little eskies. They were so prepared. They'd have their fruit and then they'd eat every hour on the hour. <laughs> and Rat would be walking around in between training sessions with a full family pizza. Oh. Just, just eating slices of pizza. It made me sick. Mm. So donuts in the, 
in the kitchen and I, and Rat said, do you want a donut? And Daddy Vasco goes, yeah, absolutely. I love one. Do you want a donut? And what was my response? The no, most overrated food oh. ever made. I can't believe you say Donuts. that. That is, that is, wash your mouth out. That is mm. sacrilege. Who, who doesn't love a donut? <laughs> uh, mm. On the show tonight, mm. Teamless Tuesday, uh, of course. It's round 14 of the NRL. And yep. it's just got to see if players be able to back up, of course. Mm. Rat, backing yeah. up after Origin, <laughs> if it's on a Wednesday night, would you rather play Friday night, Saturday night, or Sunday um, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Friday night was difficult. Oh, two days. Oh, mm. I did one against St. George. I'll never forget it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it wasn't easy. Mm. wasn't easy. We and played... I played on the wing. <laughs> Daddy? Just from a, just from a fan perspective, I'm just thinking like when you play your origin. Yeah. For your first game and then you go back to Clubland, what's it like? Like, do you feel like some... You feel flat. It's flat. Yeah, very flat. Feel really? Yeah. We played the Bulldogs in a like a top-of-the-table mm. clash on the Sunday. Played Wednesday, played Sunday. There's a massive, ga- massive game, huge crowd at Penrith on a Sunday afternoon, and you got Mark O'Mealy, Steve Price, Willie Mason. The Ogre. Andrew Ryan. You know, just these sort of guys coming at you the whole time. Braith Anasta, Matty Utai. Um, it was difficult. It's just hard because, I difficult. mean, the emotion of State of Origin is like nothing else. I think I've got three points that day. I can't remember. Mm, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. It is. It's, it's a real – it's come yeah, down emotionally, yeah, it isn't is. it? But it's right. still such a, a, a big moment, yeah. like an NRL game. Yeah. But to come down, come off an Origin, um, yeah, you see some players that, that can do it and other players, they struggle a bit. Well, what were you thinking? Oh, I, thought you'd, your I thought you'd walk in there with your buzzing chest out, buzzing, yeah, yeah, yeah. going back, going, oh, how good's this? Yeah. Just represented my state. Now I'm going to play for me club and mm. lead the way. The energy tanks are very low, mm. very, very low. Uh, of course, one of our favourite segments each and every week. That's Come ridiculous. on, that's ridiculous. Now I love, that's ridiculous. I love Paul Crawley. Really good guy, Paul Crawley. Mm. But did I hear him say last night that New South Wales were a better side without Latrell Mitchell? Yep. <laughs> that's, that's, come on, Charles. You're better than that. No, oh, mate. And, and, and even Sean Omrod, Shawnee Omrod, saying that oh, yeah. it's not a massive out. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's huge. It's yeah, massive. It's a big out. It's, yep. it's, what? Yeah. Now, we're trying to chase New South Wales legend Bradley Clyde, who's said he's going to come on the show. He's involved in a very important meeting. He's got a, a pretty big role now, hasn't he, Daddy yeah. Bass? He's with yeah. Family of League, which is formerly Men of League, now called... Family of League, deputy chair of that uh, great charity. Mm. And so we're trying to get him bef- uh, when he gets out of that meeting. Hopefully we can. Talk about players that change. They change the landscape of rugby league. Yeah, he did that. I remember when I was I was 18, 19, playing lock second row, watching Brad Clyde and trying to emulate him getting back to do the first, first hit, hit up, up from a kick return. And I said, oh, how good. Then realise he's like only a year older than you. He's playing first grade at 18 years mm. of age at Canberra, playing New South Wales State of Origin at 19 yeah. in 89. He had an engine on him, didn't he? Oh, one of the great engines. And, and, he, and he sort of revolutionised what, what, what the expectation was of a back rower, um, you know, back through those late 80s and the 90s. He was tall, big and quick, wasn't yep. he? Yeah. Went to the Bulldogs. And, and, it, and it, it, it probably deflated a lot of coaches when they'd sign a player thinking, oh, he can do what Clyde does. And then they get the power and go, no, no, yeah. one, no one can do it. Clyde. Yeah. Massive, Hall of massive fame. human. He's in the Hall of Fame. He is in the oh, Hall absolutely. of Fame. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. an argument there that he should be mentioned amongst some of the immortals. Mm. You know, but Ron Coote didn't, hasn't been immortalised and he's won six, 
six premierships with two clubs and one yeah. of the great one of the great players of all time. And mm. uh, so for Clyde, he was he was something special. I got to say, uh, you know, nineteen years of age in that nineteen eighty nine grand final, Clive Churchill medalist at nineteen. Yeah, insane. In 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 a side stacked. Yep. With absolute superstars, and he became one of those superstars. Um, can you ever remember him getting into a biff? Never. But apparently, can Johnny yeah. Lewis on the Kangaroo Tour said if any player could have transferred to boxing, yeah. he said Bradley Clyde. Yeah, yeah. But, but like he's just the nicest bloke. Yeah, you know, just just I you can I can I, I can't even remember ever seeing him have an angry fa- angry head on. You know, like the Gordy Tallis angry stayed head. Stayed in the moment, didn't he? Just composed, did his job. You know, it was so Humble. frustrating is you'd play at Bruce Stadium back in the day, 1992, 93, and you run out first because you're your away team, and you're standing there waiting for Canberra Raiders. In the freezing cold. Yeah, in the freezing cold on a Sunday afternoon, that wind, mm. and you hear, do 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 Green Machine song. <laughs> we are the man, the green machine. machine. And all of a sudden you see Meninga run out, and then Bailey, then Stewart. And then Belcher. And Clyde. And Clyde. And then there was Lazarus. <laughs> and Drew Koo. And then there was and Steve Walters. Oh, and, oh, and Ruben Wickey in the centres. What about the oh. side that they had? I remember Ruben Wickey was playing centres. It so was the one game where I played fullback um, for Cronulla. And I, and I was defending one off the scrum. And we were like 20 metres out. Laurie Daly was at 5'8". Uh, Ruben was outside him. And I could just see Laurie looking at Ruben. And I, could, I thought he's turning him straight under. <laughs> And, mate, I was like this little 70-kilo speed bump with Ruben Wickie's footprint on my chest as he ran straight over the top of me. He hit Adrian Lamb one day when he was playing for the Roosters, Adrian oh, Lamb. Oh, I people, remember that. People oh. actually thought he was dead. <laughs> oh, mate. I did. <laughs> That's it? Oh. oh. Meninga just let out this team of all-stars. It was oh. just... It was, it was unfair. so demoralising. It was unfair. Yeah. The green machine. Then the salary cap then, got introduced in '91. And then Badge, Badge retires, and Brett Mullins yeah. goes in there. Yeah, I know. It's like Badge where? used to always say that he go, yeah, they they really missed me. <laughs> Brett Mullins. In. Oh man. And that, remember that night he did he, he scored two ninety-five metre tries against Newcastle. against Newcastle. Yep. And the time against the Broncos when he chipped over the top and then kicked it again yeah, while yep. it, while it kicked up off the ground. Yep. Oh yeah, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. So hopefully we get a hold of Clyde. We're not. We're hedging our bets at the moment. Mm. We're hedging our bets. Do you think it's this way? Is, is he sledging us by not taking our call? Maybe. Mm. Possibly. Maybe. And it's a, it's a good point you make because Rat came in with his his hot under the collar, wasn't he? This oh, afternoon. Mate, he was ready. He's actually he's sitting. Ready. <laughs> he's sitting in his 1994 <laughs> Queensland jersey. Yep. Um, with the, the it was used that was when they changed the state of origin emblem for Queensland. Actually. Well, no, no, they just they just put the, the emblem small in the middle. Yeah, and they've got the. Like, I didn't like that jersey. I didn't like that design. Don't let's not get on the design jerseys, okay? Come on, mate, it's maroon. Yeah, but you, you make a good point, Daddy Vass. And before we get to that, Brett Phillips is going to join us from Roland Garros, the the latest there, um, and also Simon Orchard, New South Wales Greyhounds. Yeah. Now, origin promotion player has got to be player driven. Always, mate, mate. I am. I am. I'm a little fed up at at, and I don't. I don't want this to come across the wrong way. Actually, can you just go and get that cloud and put it above I'm, that? I want him to I, yell at the cloud. No, no, I'm, I'm just a little. You know, you you see a great boxing match. Yep. And you know, you've got the promoter, and then you've got the two fighters, and they stand up and they talk about what they're going to do to each other, and. Our game has just become so vanilla. Mm. We've got a game in Adelaide right now. Yep. 
It's our biggest showpiece. Yep. It's not going to sell out. And, like, do, do you not agree that the players could do do something about that by just starting to talk it up a little bit? Well, look, the players the players today are very apprehensive about stepping outside what is seen as the comfort zone and and maybe putting a little bit of undue pressure on themselves and the squad because, you know, it comes back to bite them on the behind because in years gone by, don't get me wrong, I loved it that Jerome Luai said to Selwyn Cobbo. That's well, what I mean. Well, if he thinks I'm a grub, what are you going to do about it? I love that. And I think we all love the it. The fans would love it. Yeah. Everybody, we want to hear what you actually think, not mm. what you are programmed to say by X, Y, or Z. Yep. And it would put bums on seats. It would sell more merchandise. It'd... it'd, it'd the, the rugby league community is already in a fever pitch about state of origin. Imagine if the players actually started to call each other out a bit and they started to say what they were going to do on the field. Do you know what we should do? Could you imagine Have that? you ever seen, now the UFC, whether you're a UFC fan or not, but when they're promoting a fight, they have like three levels yes. on the stage. Yes, And I'm liking where this is going. And so on one side, you've got the opponents, you know, both opposite from each other, but all the different weight categories all fighting each yep. other. And it's just open mic. Yes, you like it? I love it. Love it? I love it. And you've got, just, and you've, you've just, got the mediator in the middle. Oh, I love, which is usually, I love the thought which of this. Which is usually Dana White. Yep. Yeah. I love the thought of this. And just actually hear some genuine, like, I mean, in, in, in 2015. He comes down to a really good MC, doesn't he? He's got yep. to say, hey, listen, Jerome, you said to Selwyn Cobbo, what are you going to do about it? Mm. So if Jerome Luai's got the ball, Selwyn, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Lead them into it. And in 2015... The NRL had a game in Melbourne and they weren't selling tickets. Yep. And they paid Paul Gallen. They paid him to promote the game. Is this what he came What did he come out he with? He came out and said that, you know, the Queenslanders have got two heads. And he, and, and he even said, Gal said, yes, it wasn't real hard. I just said what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, and, and, and got paid for it. Yep. And and you, you think about it. You think about all the great fights and the antagonism between the two fighters yep. and what how it builds up the fight and... You know, it creates sort of more energy around it. And I, I could just imagine this happening in State of Origin and it just turning this into an even bigger spectacle than what it already is. Yeah. I mean... Questions from the crowd, well, like the, the UFC? Well, the reality is this, Sats. Like, you, the State of Origin draws in a few fans that aren't really rugby league fans. Yeah. If they did this, it'd draw in everyone. It would it would attract everyone. You'd start, you'd hear sound bites. You'd hear... It'd be getting played everywhere. People go, what's that about? Mm. Like it would draw everybody in. The whole country would be. Like, what is going on? People who probably wouldn't be engaged for the whole game would just watch it to see what, what that possibly is going to happen. Yeah, what's that guy going to do to that guy? Because I heard him say that about him. <laughs> Andrew Fafita was good for it. Andrew Fafita, Greg Bird, he, yep. didn't, he didn't mind saying what he thought. Wally Lewis was always great. Wally yep. was more about arrogance. You know, I don't care about them. It was sort of like just a throw off line. I don't care. Tommy Rodonikis as a coach. Yep. Yeah, he threw the barb out to the opposition. Greg Dowling. Now, Greg Dowling, great front row for Queensland for mm. many, many years and Australia through the 80s. He'd actually get stuck into the Queensland team, his own state that he supported. Mm. But from all reports, and Badge tells a really good story about Wayne Bennett, Wayne Bennett would call Greg Dowling and say, Greg, I need you to fire up my Ford pack. Mm. So they'd get the journey to ring Greg Dowling. Greg Dowling would say, oh, I think they're soft. I yeah. think the Queensland pack are soft. They've got, to, yeah. they've got to prove me otherwise. So, yeah, we don't see enough of it. No. We don't see enough. No, Everyone's too it's, apprehensive. It's just, and, and, I, and I get it. I, I, I think, you know, the social media backlash and this, that, and the other. But if the, That's the biggest thing, if, if, the social media backlash. And, and, I mean, there's so much access to the players now. But if, if – I know Freddie doesn't have them with their phones in yep. camp. So I'm sure 
that, you know, if they just, just shut their phones off. Just mm. To get off social media for state of origin, let's pump this right up. Let's get some, you know, real energy behind it. I mean, I know that obviously the, you know, the origin in Queensland is going to be sold out. You know, the origin in New South Wales might sell out. It sells out sometimes, yeah. you know. It depends how interested they are down there. Yeah. But um, it depends if they're winning. Um, but, yeah, it'll be sold out. Well, so, yeah, we I'm, hope I'm, it's going to be sold out. Yeah. Well, in New South Wales, I mean, it should be sold out in New South Wales. I'm not sure. Uh, if, if New South Wales win game, well, I mean, it's game two in New South Wales. Oh, no, game three, game in, New three in New South Wales. If it's 2-0 to Queensland, will New South Wales sell it out? Do you think New South Wales will sell it out if it's... Oh, no. I mean, there's been deciders at the Sydney Football Stadium over the years that, that haven't been sold out mm. in years gone by. Now, Buzz Rothfield, this is from Bill on the Hume. I oh, know there's Mitch. Well, it says Bill on Hume. I'm thinking uh, Hume Highway, no? Buzz oh, Rothfield Buzz is the MC. MC would sell thousands of extra tickets. <laughs> so you've got that scenario. You've got three stages yep. and you've got all, uh, selected players, New South Wales, Queensland, and an MC in the middle to, mm. to antagonise and lead players into questions yep. and answers. You get a microphone, open mic in the crowd as well, like they do when Conor McGregor's fighting Dustin Poirier and yep. all the Irish fans are there going yep. crazy. We're going to start this next for, for game two. Yeah, mm. Cameron Munster. Oh, Daddy. What do you have to say about <laughs> James Tedesco? <laughs> uh, uh, let's get well, to the break. Let's get to the break. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's, okay, there's Rat. A, there's yeah. a few, few good texts here. And, and, and one of them, sorry, I've just got to. Here it says, right, I understand you'd love this, love the banner, but what could they possibly say nowadays considering they can't punch on? It's not about punching on. It's about creating more energy into the, into the event. And there's, there's still ways of getting in the face of your opposition defensively, getting up off your line and ripping into the, your, your, uh, yeah. o- your opposition. You see it after there's a penalty given or something and the players fight up how they come out of the line and yeah. they want to kill someone. Like, not, not obviously kill well, someone, like but someone... they want to hit them hard. Like, it, it puts more energy into the event. Yep. And that, that, that's why the fighters do what they do. They're selling pay-per-views. They've got to sell it. I'll tell you what, you put State of Origin on pay-per-view, you watch these blokes start to promote it. You've and that'll change it. You've started something else now. That'll change it. Yeah. Let's get to a break. What do you think? 0457 736 736 736, I should say. Uh, after the break, Daddy Vass has got three burning questions and it's all revolved around Origin. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Uh, Welcome back to the show. What are we looking at at the moment? We've got 24 hours... About 25 hours, 25 and a bit of hours. T- too many hours. Yeah. I want I it now. <laughs> I want it now. I'm yeah. dressed and ready. <laughs> yeah, as we said earlier on, he's got his uh, Queensland. That looks like a 1994 version. Yeah. Yep. That's the old Maroon one with the three, four yeah. white stripes across jerseys, the middle. Remember when jerseys used to just cover your elbow? Yeah. Stop your grazing your elbow? Yep. I love that jersey. I mm. love those jerseys. Yeah. yeah. Cotton. Jeez, they used to get heavy when they got wet, though. They're like they? dunas, weren't they? Oh, oh, horrible. It was good for me. I went from 70 kilos <laughs> yeah. to about 78. <laughs> yeah, three burning questions, origin special. This is where Daddy Vass shines. Brought to you by Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. As we said, it's origin theme. What do you got, Daddy? Boys, I want to get inside 
the brain of an Origin player from a fan's perspective. So, boys, you wake up on Origin Day. Mm-hmm. What do you do in the lead up to kickoff? It's what eight pm. You wake up in the morning. I want. I want to know what you go through on the day of Origin. Rat, were you were you pretty scheduled when it came to your preparation on game day? Uh, not not for Origin, but for NRL. Yeah, I was. Did you uh, feel as though in Origin it sort of got thrown uh, out the window? Oh, out the, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a way off kilter. Yeah. Um, but particularly, you know, the first time I played because you, you're so everything's it's just so noisy. There's so much going on around you. For me, um, you know, you, say you wake up, you know, what do you do? Like I barely slept for mm. starters. So, you know, the, the, I was waiting for the sun to come up so I could get up and not, you know, be a pest to anyone by, you know, crawl, you know, my roomie crawling around in the dark, just sitting there sort of sweating for the sun to get up, go and have some brekkie. There's always a really early start for me on origin days. Team walk, team work, walkers, you know, it's, whether it's in Queensland or New South Wales, you're always going for a team walk, playing a bit of cricket in the park, mm. whatever it may be. But individually, what I did on game day, I used to always try and make it, doesn't matter where I was playing, what I was doing, always had to grab a paper. Mm-hmm. I just read the paper. And I always read the paper from front to back. My dad always taught me as a 15-year-old, don't ever write it, read it from back to front. Read it from front to back. And so I did that ever since I was 15. And when I started playing in the NRL, and still, and still in origin day of, I made sure I went and got the daily paper, and I read the paper during breakfast. Mm. That's one thing I always used to do. It used to relax me a little bit. Mm. Uh, then you go for your team walk, and yep. and because the game is so late, Rat, were you an afternoon sleeper? Definitely afternoon sleeper. And that that was probably a really important part of my day because I hadn't slept so well yeah. the day of. And not, not trying no, – sorry, the night before. Um, just getting that afternoon kip in, waking up, having a feed. And my roomie in my first origin was Darren Smith. And it was just such a good roomie for me to have because I had a million and one questions and he had the temperament to sit there and mm. answer them and, and just, you know, be, be really um, controlled and measured in the way he answered it. So it wouldn't, one, freak me out and two, it would just relax me and get me ready to go out there and perform. And, um, yeah, that, that afternoon uh, it seems to drag on a little bit. After you wake up, you have your sandwiches, you just sort of – you try not to play the game over and over in your head, but you can't help it. You're thinking about situations. Well, I certainly was. Like, I'd always, whenever I was marking up against someone, I'd always think about certain situations that um, would potentially, you know, come up in my head or what I could create. Um, and more often than not, like after games, I was just as mentally exhausted as I was physically because I'm constantly trying to think about ways to beat the opposition. And I would, but I'd try not to do that too much prior to the game, just try to think of certain situations, things that I need to do, um, listen to, you know, the right people. Because um, if, if you listen to everyone, you're just going to have a whole lot of jumbled mess in your head. And that was that was sort of me. I had, you know, Darren Smith. Um, I, I remember spending a lot of time with Gordy in my first camp. I was the um, same, actually. Really relaxed. He's always really yeah, relaxed yeah. in those and days he, leading I, up. I remember him getting acupuncture in his ribs and it was just – it just felt like he was meant to be there. Mm. And and that level of comfort that he had sort of rubbed off on the people around him. And it was a – yeah, it was a it was a good experience. Humor, humor can be a great detractor from mm. pressure. And if you've got those important teammates that have got a little bit of spunk about them, Sean Berrigan mm. – um, Lockie was very quiet. Gordy's got a lot of lot of relaxed humour about him when he's preparing for a game because he's been so many times and he's so confident in his own skin. Mm. So it's really important to have those 
those players. Those players with a little bit of humour on the day of. So, um, yeah, when it comes to preparation, a lot of things get thrown straight out the window, Co. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that leads me to the set, one of the other questions. Was there a player that stood out to you in the dressing room? You know, as the final preparations were coming, did you have your eyes on someone else in that changing room? There's one person that that took my attention, and it was Gordy. Mm. Gordy Tallis. Yeah, I'd say the same. Sorry to keep talking about the same person, but he's such a, a huge figure. He's an enigma. Really. It like is. He's, he's, he's got this aura about him. And, and what really stood out for me is meeting down in the foyer of the hotel to get on the bus. And Gordy's mucking around and he's jovial and he's just comfortable in origin. You know, some people have the language of origin. They just speak origin. He's one of those. And and then we got on the bus and he's mucking around. And remember you used to sit in the same seat mm. for the 10 days. Yeah, yeah. You sit in the same seat and he's mucking around. On the bus, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the bus. He's throwing stuff at people, you know, mucking around, have a bit of a joke. Getting in the dressing sheds and watching the under-18s state of origin before it out in the yeah. reserves dugout. Still pretty jovial Still at this stage. jovial, and his, his face would come on the big screen at, say, Homebush, and everyone would boo him. And then he'd walk up the tunnel, and then you watch him get in the dressing sheds, and he starts putting his shorts on, and he starts putting his jersey on, and his socks, and his boots. And it's like he's putting his armour on. Mm. He's putting his, his war armour on. And, and then when the referees come in, the linesmen come in, and they check your nails, and they check your padding, and they check your st- yeah. studs in your boots. I just saw him completely transform. Mm. He, he just went into this glaze where he had this mist. He started sweating profusely, and he started marching. As soon as a two-minute buzzer goes when you're about to run out, he just start marching up and down the, the dressing sheds. It was like this caged animal just waiting to get out, out of the tunnel. And so I, I watched that over the course of about an hour and a half, and it just amazed me that this guy went from this – happy, jovial guy into a guy that's put his armour on who's ready killer. to go out there and turn into a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I do remember, um, yeah, particularly Gordy, um, just just that transformation and, and particularly, you know, being on the field, you know, national anthem and getting in a huddle and just looking at him in the huddle. I was directly opposite him. I'll, I'll never forget it. And just looking into his eyes and just thinking, I am really glad I'm in this circle and you're with me because um, he just knew that he was going to give everything he had you know, for the guys around him, and um, it was pretty devastating. So, it, but but you know, in saying that, you know, I tell us, I told a story to Sats. You know, like he was, he he, he could still he, he could still remain level headed. Yeah, he had blow ups, and you know, he got sent off by Bill Harrigan, uh, but they were two blatant knock ons. We've all seen them. Um, it was two thousand, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, two thousand, yeah. and cost us that game, which you know, in, in end sort of blew out the series. But I remember the the week after playing that game. And I'd make a break and we're playing the Broncos, the Sharks versus the Broncos. It might have been that game. might have been a game after or, or another or the year before. And I was sort of like on my hands and knees and I was crawling through and he come flying over and he was just, he, he could have killed me. Like he honestly could have just absolutely taken me out. And he stopped right in front of me and he just yelled at me, stay down, stay down. And I just sort of cowered and sat on the ground and I got up. In the fetal position. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this could have been bad. And then, um. Got up and played. Well, after the game, I said, mate, what was that about? And he goes, mate, we've got to play Origin in a couple of weeks. I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> you know, like, he, 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 he wanted to kill people on a football field, but he's still real. He, he, he was smart enough to know when to go, when not to. And, and the allegiances also. Yeah, New yeah. South Wales play Queensland. We're in the six-week period of Origin. Yep. I need to look after my teammates, even though he's on the opposite side. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he was, 
And he's for 80 minutes, he wouldn't blink. Mm. He just wouldn't blink. He just had this mist, this red mist over his eyes. And like Rat was saying, you're glad you're on his side rather than against him because he always had you looking out of the corner of your eye, even if you're on his side. That's why yeah. they call him the raging bull, eh? Yeah. Mm. All right, boys, third one. Yep. What on-field moment made you realise you were playing Origin? National Anthem. Yeah, I, I, I would no, say. sorry. I'll say that. Sorry to cut in. Yeah, right. Running out. And then New South Wales ran out and it was a New South Wales crowd. I've never felt my body vibrate. Even grand final day, never felt my body vibrate mm. like it like it vibrated when New South Wales ran out in the field. And I mm. thought, wow, like you're just alone. My, my second game was at Stadium Australia and, you know, about 100,000 people or something. And uh, I remember running out and, and we, we ran out first. We got a pretty loud cheer. I thought, oh, we're going all right. Like we're doing all right here. <laughs> Like it was a rainy night, so you couldn't actually even see the top of the stands. Those big wings. Yeah, it was yeah. that. Like it was that. It was raining that much. Anyway, the New South Wales ran out, and I thought we'd had a pretty like because it was there was probably twenty thousand Queensland fans there, but there was seventy thousand, seventy five thousand New South Wales fans there. Mm. And when they erupted, you're just like, whoa, this is uh, this is full on. Feel very small. But just just for me, I, I just I just remember being in a moment. I think we had a, we had a dropout, and. Um, I remember just sort of walking back, I'd chase a kick through and I was walking back and, and, um, and Jason Hetherington was just into me and I, I must've looked like, I must've had like a glazed look on my face. Like it, it was just all moving so fast and we're at Lang Park and it was, it was amazing. And he's just, and he's didn't tear me a new one, but he, he, he went pretty close just about waking up, you know, this is real. And, um, yeah, it was a pretty sobering moment. Yeah. Good there stuff. Go. Good questions, Daddy Vass. Yeah, I good. like it. Thanks, boys. Only 24 hours out until uh, kickoff in game one in Adelaide. Toolkit Depot, everything you need to get the job done. Shop in-store or online. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. The winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for yeah, this. Yeah, plenty of that's ridiculous around. Um, hey, Matty, are you sure it wasn't the crazy horse? Bruce said, the bar? I mean, I've got to find the name now. No, it wasn't the crazy horse. Now, Socks no. Up said, I met Darren Smith at a wedding 20 years ago in Maroochydore. Mm. You mentioned Darren Smith as your yeah, roomie. Yeah. What a champion bloke. Great fella. Never had a lot to do with Darren Smith. What a yeah. great player he was. Very, very good footballer. Both he and Jason, his brother, very different so much beings. alike, weren't they? <laughs> no, <mate>. So different. <laughs> oh, so funny. So yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous, Rat. What have you got? Well, um, mate, 1974. Yep. Hall of Fame basketballer, Pistol Beat Maravich, told a reporter, I don't want to play 10 years in the NBA then have a heart attack and die at 40. He ended up playing 10 years in the NBA and dying and having a heart attack at 40. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's Spoke it into existence. I know. It's like the world. You, you can do that. It's frightening. It's, it's like there's it's like there's other things around oh, us. Don't get into that conversation <laughs> again. Seriously. Oh. Well, I think it's ridiculous in Adelaide. <laughs> That's ridiculous. E.T. Can I tell you something about E.T.? So Drew Barrymore was, of course, the little sister mm, in, yeah, in E.T., right. and yep. she thought E.T. was real. So 
because she was only six or seven years of age. What? So the director of ET, Danny Steven Bass, Spielberg. Steven yeah. Spielberg, he he instructed the all the the people who worked in and around on stage with all the props and everything to make sure that ET was Hidden. remained mobile. No, in, in character. Right. So she thought that she knew that there was no one inside right. ET playing the role. So he made sure that ET was ET around the set. So she thought that ET was was real. Come wow. on, that's ridiculous. And he didn't reveal it to her until twenty years later or something. Oh come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. Twenty years later. That's that, so she was twenty six when she realized she there thought, wasn't really an alien. No, I no, wasn't really. Uh, no, she thought alien. as an adult. That she, is ridiculous. She thought as an adult it was like a robot. Oh, right. And there was no one in it. Oh, okay. There you go. All right, all right. Sorry, sorry Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 sorry. Correct me if I'm right. 1993, James Scott. Who's James Scott? Ask. Well, he purposely damaged a levee on the Mississippi River. <laughs> Why did he do that? Because he wanted to delay his wife from coming home so he could continue to party with his mates. He ended up flooding 14,000 acres of land and received life in imprison- imprisonment. <laughs> Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> All for a night out. I know. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. What lengths have that's you gone what, to to have a night out? See what women do to us. <laughs> they make us do crazy things. Hello to Chloe. Crazy. Hey, hey darling. <laughs> what have you done? What have yeah. you done to stay on a night out? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. What about you, Daddy Vass? Have you done anything outlandish to stay out? No comment. <laughs> oh. I bet he's done plenty. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I will uh, tell one story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, one comes to mind. Uh, I was in Perth and we were babysitting this dog mm. and loved me. Yep. If, if, I, if I was to feed it, it would, it would uh, you know, do what it's meant to be doing. Anyway, hated my partner at the time. Yep. Just complained, complained. Went and watched an AFL game with me, mate. Yeah. I said, I'm going to be home at nine o'clock. Text her and I said, not going to be home by nine o'clock, maybe 10 or 11. I remember we, we went to the pub after. Anyway, it got to 4 a.m. the next morning. And uh, yeah, look, the next day wasn't very good. I got home and yeah, she. What did the dog have to do with it? Because she wanted me to come home oh. and like help her with the dog because the dog wouldn't shut up barking and all that. Because it so, liked you. Because it liked me, yeah. Yep. It liked males, it didn't like females. So. You know when we used to go to Townsville? Mm. I may or may not have taken the, my jeans to training on the Thursday. And <laughs> Tony Paul Tui used to put them in his bag and take them for me. Oh, so the missus didn't know so you were taking the, the jeans, jeans on after yeah. the game. Oh, that's then he'd good. take them home for me and wash them. may or may not. Mate, I, I, I just read a text, and I think this is, this is probably ridiculous. Given the state of the game not being sold out in Adelaide, yep. it's, it's from um, KW2 here. Yeah. Says the lack of promotion engagement in the lead up to Origin One in Adelaide just smacks of taking the SA government hand out. Teams only arrived in Adelaide yesterday. Why weren't camps based in Adelaide? They should have been at AFL training sessions trying to get any attention they could. Even SA Rugby League people struggled to find out what was going on. I reckon you throw Benny Elias and Gordon Tallis in next time to, t- to talk it up like boxing promoters while still representing their states. It doesn't involve players talking, which uh, I can't read the bottom of the text. but Which could result long. giving teams extra ammunition. Yeah, but... I mean, you're right. You, you could get ex-players down there because they're happy to go after So as go. part of our press conference for the second origin, and we've got those those <clears> three <throat> different tiers, we've got the coach and the players. You back, have a couple of ex-players. Back row, it. you've got Benny Elias and 
Andrew Fafita or Blocker. Yep. On the other side, you've got Gordy. Yep. Um, choppy Close. Yep. Oh, mate, could you imagine? We're going to make you this You can sell here, tickets mate. to this. We're going to make you this You put happen. this in Brisbane Convention Centre on a on a Monday before the, the Wednesday, mate, it'd be like, I'm uh, it'd be like a weigh-in I'm for the s- UFC. People would be going, what, what, boom, there let's you go. go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's weigh all the players as well. Yeah. Let's just weigh them. Get in your undies. <laughs> but we don't have to be away. It doesn't matter. Get in your undies and get on those scales. Uh, before we get to the break, the reptile says, G'day, Shaggers. I've got a that's ridiculous for you. I'm a New South Wales man, but do you guys get sick of listening to all the illness talk in the media as much as I do? Come on. That's ridiculous. It's on the back of Nathan Clear with a Oh, man, it's, it's New South Wales trying the Queensland trick, trying to... Get under the skin of the opposition. Queensland just don't care. Well, Queensland had the the Cam Munster broken ribs, and and then that afternoon he was playing nine, eighteen holes of golf. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's ain't got broken ribs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get a break. We get the latest from Roland Garros with Brett Phillips in the French Open. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back. We're going to get Brett Phillips very soon to get an update on the French Open and some great news for one of our favourite Aussie tennis players and a few others, unfortunately, bowed out in the first round. Uh, we were talking about Bradley Clyde earlier on. Unfortunately, we couldn't get Clyde on. We're going to try and get him between Origin 1 and Origin 2. Mm. And Muzza has said, G'day, fellas. Muzza here. Just on Bradley Clyde, was it the 1994 Ashes against England where the England team targeted Clyde with some horrendous head-high tackles on on Clyde? I remember Steve Walters open hand slapped the tackler. Now, from memory, was it Clyde? No, it was Robbie Kearns that got taken out by... The horse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> Robbie Kearns got taken out by Adrian Morley, I think, off the mm. kickoff, head-high. And Sean Edwards... Sean Edwards oh, in the test hit match. Bradley Clyde yeah, yeah. up around the forehead. Yep. And Bradley Clyde's knees buckle underneath him. He looked like he was he could have done a a, a serious knee injury. Mm. Sean Edwards got sent. Yeah. I think England did. Correct me if I'm right, listeners. Did England end up going on and winning that test match with twelve players? I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. Mm. And uh also Daddy Vass. Uh Glenn says, How about I ring back after Brett Phillips and before home and away starts? <sighs> No, after the next – so if you ring back after 7 o'clock, and that's during Home and Away, sorry, Glenn, I tell you what, there's a good new show starting next Monday. Oh, so you're not going to start, are Parental you? guidance. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> that later on. The I could use it. Brett Phillips, uh, Roland Garros, is now sc- streaming on Stan Sport. Every match, ad-free, four courts in five, 4K, and Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, BP overnight. A few Aussies bowed out, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got one through, Alex uh, Demonori, our, our top seed, only seeded player on the men's side. So, yeah, nice to see the demon through. Maybe a little opportunity. Echeverry, Argentinian, unseeded second round. Born at Chorich, 15th seed in the third round. That would be a pretty even match. So, he might be able to have a little run, but, yeah, injury uh, played Chris O'Connell in his match. And Alexi Popper, and that was going to be a tough one on paper. But it goes to Aslan Karatsev, uh, semi-finalist at the Australian Open about three years ago. And... 
took a set that uh, yeah, just wasn't quite able to match uh, his firepower. And in about 10 minutes' time, boys, we've got uh, the two uh, Sydney-siders going head-to-head. Of course, Max Purcell and Jordan Thompson as the two Aussies to play today. Of course, the first round is spread across three days with the Sunday start at Roland Garros. So these two actually met in a challenger final at ATP uh, challenger level only about a month ago. Uh, played a great Davis Cup match, doubles match together, which propelled Australia to the final last year. They know each other extremely well. Max has had an incredible year. Uh, Wimbledon doubles champion last year. Now he's got his singles ranking inside the top 100. And Tomo's been around for quite some time. Great competitor. So it'll be on uh, for a spot in the second round. Wait, did I hear that Tanasi Kokonakis only just broke back into the top 100 after his win in the first round? Yeah, so live, he's gone back to 94 in the live rankings. That's how valuable winning a first-round match yeah. is. But, yeah, look, you know, certainly for mine, he should be um, he should be permanent top 100. Yeah, of he course. sort of hovered in and out. The body's durable. Uh, certainly he's got all the assets that should see him be a top 100 player. But we know it takes a lot more than that. The, the, the mental preparation, the ability to grind and roll your sleeves up. Uh, the margins are pretty small, and you know, look, he better seed, which is really good, encouraging signs. He's going to play Stan Babrinka next, uh, the three-time oh, boy, yeah. champion, who is still going. Stan, thirty-seven, four and a half hours out on court last night, so wow. Thanasi's going to be the fresher of the two, and uh, hopefully, can get it done. Thanasi's got the big serve and the big shots. Is that's that's obviously going to be helpful on the clay? But it, you're saying you don't get as much value for those shots, really, do you? The, the clay slows them down a bit. No, and that's where he's had to just add a few more bits to his game. I mean, you know, the firepower is great, but you've got to be able to, you know, just throw in the drop shot. You've got to be able to, um, you know, slice. You've got to be able to just sort of construct rather than pull the trigger uh, so quickly. You don't get as much value, much, as much rip through the court. But um, look, the courts, you know, probably play a little quicker in uh, at Roland Garros than some of the other clay courts in the build-up to uh, Paris. Yeah. But, yeah, look... Um, you know, he's not without a chance, certainly, in that uh, match against Favrinka. Now, Alex Diamonor, you said uh, earlier on he moved through to the second round. Uh, was it? He lost a second set, so he, uh, he had a battle back but ended up finishing it up quite comfortably as we go to the break. Uh, uh, PP? Yes. Sets three and four were very good. Very good, three and four. So he, um, he's in, you know, some nice touch uh, in that match. Uh, through, he used the drop shot beautifully. I thought he executed that shot uh, particularly well, so... Yeah, as I said, I think Alex can have maybe a, a potential fourth-round run, which would be uh, his best performance uh, in Paris. Yeah, good Go stuff. Good stuff. Roland Garros is now streaming on Stan Sport. Every match ad-free, four courts in 4K BP. Talk to you during the week. Thank you, guys. Next hour, last laugh. Uh, some more latest NRL news. Send through some more. That's ridiculous. And we'll get to more of your texts. This is Satsarat for Sports Day. Stick around. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. The second hour. Get involved at any stage. 0457 736 736. Uh, send through your That's Ridiculous if you've got any more. And if you want to get involved in the show, 1300 01 1170. 
And we're going to have a sports update very soon. Some news about Tim Zhu with his upcoming fight on the Gold Coast, June 18. Uh, before we do that, we have got a caller on 1300-01-1170. And we've had a lot of texts here about saying, when does Glenn's segment start? The show's better when Glenn's involved. How are you, Glenn? Uh, yeah, my followers are there, mate. G'day, Sats, Rat, Daddy Vass, you're a legend. And Justin, I know you're listening. No, Glenn, uh, Glenn, listeners you, and Glenn, Glenn you, yeah. you sound incredibly lucid tonight. What, yeah, no, no, I agree. No King Browns? No, mate, I don't take that. Whatever that shit is, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Tallies, I meant. Tallies. Oh, no, no free long next tonight, mate. Uh, <laughs> no. I had the free one the other last night. Uh, yeah, right, okay. Um, nice. I just wanted to let my thousands of followers know that I'll actually be away for a week. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they'll so miss you. So I just wanted to wish... Yeah, I just wanted to wish Koshy well in his retirement. Oh, what about yes, that big news, Channel good, 7? Yeah, no, and I'm a huge chance of actually taking his place. Yeah. It'll be announced oh, next Friday. Larry Ender's a front-running. What? Yeah. Uh, Next-door neighbour... Electric wheelchair Pete has nearly finished his lean to. And obviously, go New South Wales tomorrow night. Cheers, listeners and followers. That's all from Great Pack Glenny, and I'll talk to you guys in a week. Nelly got him through the end. Nelly got him through the end. Ah, yeah. Now, we were hoping to get Brad Clyde on tonight. Unfortunately, he's busy. Rooster Muzzer says, Worm, Rat, and Daddy. Um,. Besides myself, Bradley Clyde is the only other bloke I've ever been in love with. <laughs> what a player. He easily makes my greatest kangaroo side of all time. He'd definitely be up there. And I did ask that question. We spoke about that test match where Sean Edwards took his head off in that mm. test match. And I thought that they won with 12 men. And David from St. Olives says, yeah, you're right. Confirm Great, that. Yeah, Great Britain won the first test with 12 men. I think uh, Jonathan Davies scored a try from memory. He's a good player. Welshman. Yeah. He was too, as a Welshman. Mm. Yeah. News update, thanks to Polaris. Polaris are, of course, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And Tim Zhu's title fight against the Mexican Ocampo on June 18 is in doubt at the moment with Tim Zhu attending a friend's place on the weekend, a barbecue, I think it was, and he was bitten by a dog. Oh, I know. Yeah, large laceration to his arm. He's, he underwent some form of surgery. I don't know whether it's actual surgery, whether they've just had to stitch him up. but Suture him up. They've said today, the the Tim Zhu camp, that the, the fight is not in doubt. He will be fighting. We'd be very surprised if he doesn't recover from this mm. very quickly. That'd be a, that'd be a frightening, frightening circumstance. Mm, frightening for anyone. Not good. Yeah, so mm. hope he well, recovers from it really well. Mate, in other news, Titans halfback Kieran Foran has been ruled out of the round 14 clash. Yeah. I've got to say, mate, that Jews have had some bad luck with their spine this year. Mm. I mean... It, whether it's AJ Brimson out or Kieran Foran out or Sam Verrill's out, they've just had no luck with with any combinations in there. And it just makes a huge impact yep. on your team. Yeah. Um, they've had some great wins. They've had some really ordinary losses. Some really ordinary losses this year. I so suppose I, they... It, can't it was, get any it was a risk they probably had to take with Kieran Foran because when he was going to go on the open market, he's openly he's publicly said that... And we've got Teamless Tuesday coming up very soon with the ins and outs for, for round 14, but... He said no one was no one was reaching out to his manager saying mm. we're willing to take him on because of the the history of history, injuries, yeah, yeah. long standing injuries as well. But the Gold Coast gave him a go, and I suppose it's a it's a risky signing, but it's a signing that the amount of work that he does off the field with the players can wreak its rewards over many years. Mm. Those young players, 
But I think the Gold Coast knew going in there, signing a player like Kieran Fauna, who's had a history of injury. This time it's that, that ruptured toe ligament that he's, he just can't get right because he continues to play on it. Well, I don't, I don't think there's any secret that Jaden Campbell wants to play in the sixth jersey. Yeah. And he's just re-signed. And you'd think, well, it, well AJ's there. Mm. Um, yeah, great fullback. Uh, that'll be, I guess, the pathway, you know, when Kieran's out. Um, Jaden slides in there, and then when Kieran moves on, it's Jaden's position. I like Jaden as a 5'8". Mm. Now, a lot of people say, oh, he's too small. Well, he's a lot taller than you think he is. Oh, yeah. His dad was five foot five on a good day, and probably the heaviest ever weighed was probably 72 kilos. He won a comp mm. at 5'8". Built like Scott Hill. He is too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good comparison, actually. Yeah, yeah. Built and like Scott Hill. And about Jaden Campbell, he's actually got a really good kicking game with mm. a lot more practice in the off-season. Hilly's birthday today. Is it Scott, Scott Hill? Happy forty six. Happy forty six birthday. What a great Hilly. player. Man, he's tough. Great player. Missed tough, out that, wiry. Missed out in that ninety nine kangaroo uh, Grand Premiership with the Melbourne mm. Storm. Toured with him on in the two thousand World Cup <laughs> tour. Jeez, it was a good time. He's <laughs> a little bit loose, isn't he? Hilly? Oh, like mate. he's really quiet. That tour. He, he gets a little bit mate, loose. Mate, Heine, he? Fletch, um, <laughs> Joey, Toots Croker, uh, Darren Britt. You oh, Darren Britt, Luce. don't get me started. I've heard, talk about I've heard legendary My stories goodness. about Darren Britt and his ability to... We used to, to have to go up and pick up our pay every from the pub off, um, off number nine, the manager. Um, oh, mate, just oh far out. That tour was insane. And, mate, we still, when we get together and we catch up, or anyone who was on that tour and we see each other, we still shake our heads. <laughs> it was... It was uh, Billy Johnson was the trainer and Opes was the... the, the the coach, Chris Anderson. And he said, mate, boys, there's no curfews, no nothing. But if any of you miss a training session or yeah, miss a time. Billy used to set you up, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He'd let you go out. He'd Do get whatever involved you want. And, and get home early hours in the morning when you don't have a game coming up. Yeah. But he'd flog you the next morning. Oh, then like all of a sudden you'd be like, righto, boys, we're on. And, mate, there were guys rocking up the training in all sorts of condition. Oh, we only really had to win one game. It was the last game of the against New Zealand yep. before everyone was going back to play for their Samoas and Tongas and so on. So we won the first game against England. We had like four weeks, a month staying in Leeds with all these folks and it was just a free-for-all. <laughs> it's like, are we professional athletes? <laughs> are we, we've got a game to play in a month. It was frightening. Yeah. Billy Johnson was frightening, Daddy oh, Bass. Was listeners. Was a great player. Played the Dragons and the Gold Coast and the Bulldogs. He's a guy that was boxing while he was playing, and he fought for an Australian title mm. at Belmore Oval. What? Against a guy called, I think his name's Richie Robinson, for an Australian title, from memory. He was winning the fight as the old 15 rounds back then, and he got disqualified for headbutting his opponent <laughs> in the 15th round. <laughs> that just doesn't surprise me at all. It just doesn't. Yeah. I, I was worried you'd headbutt me. Uh, he's oh. just a mad dog. The old Victor mm, Radley. Mad dog. Mm. Uh, 127 says, hey, fellas, what happened to the dog that bit Tim? Don't know. Well, usually they put the dogs down, don't they? Mm. Don't uh, know it just depends on, on the situation. He might have trod on it or something. Or Rabbit Burrow tomorrow is uh, must, on the back of Rooster Muzz's Bradley Clyde's. He was in love with him. He said, Luke Rickardson, all-time pretty player. Yeah, the Roosters guys don't call him Luke Rickardson anymore. They call him <laughs> Luke Waterhouse. Waterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Steve from Dubbo earlier on when – we said, that's ridiculous. Paul Crawley saying Latrell Mitchell, they're a better team without Latrell Mitchell. Steve says Latrell Mitchell is a massive, massive out. Obviously a Blues fan. He's from Dubbo. Steve, anyone that thinks otherwise is kidding themselves. And I suppose sometimes you've got to, you've got to try and talk yourself into it, I think. 
Well, well, well J-Dog reckons that the Blues will win by 22 due to the Panther domination. Well, I, I was listening to that today. A lot now, of Panthers, six of them? No, well, I think there's six players. Five. But from memory, you look at some of the players that have actually spent time at Penrith as well. So mm. you've got um, Tavita Pengoy Jr. Yep. Uh, who else is there from memory? Um, Appy. Appy is another one. So I think there's eight eight or nine players mm. from that have spent time at the Panthers with that yep. with that playing group. So yeah, many talk about origins being about combinations. You can't get better combinations than no, that. No. So let's get to Teamless Tuesday for round fourteen of the NRL. I'm TLT. I'm dynamite. Yeah, just some notable ins and outs, Rat. Uh, Campbelltown. Yeah, Jared Croker, he's going to be rested, plays 300 game at home in round 15. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with it. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm okay with not it. Try, they're not trying to disrespect the West Tigers. They're just trying to respect yep. their fans and, and Jared Croker. I suppose a lot of the fans are saying, what happens if they lose the game, a game they should win, and then they miss out on the eight by two points? Mm. Are you going to go back and rue that opportunity of, of not playing... Your best team. Well, they've got Albert Hoppawati playing in the centres. He scored three tries last week. Yep. I think, I think uh, you've got Nick Cottry coming onto the wing. wing. He's a state of origin yeah, wing. fairly handy winger. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, they're, I don't think they're losing too much. They're losing the leadership and the experience, obviously. But, yeah, I, I'd be – I'd be if I was playing for the Raiders, I'd be happy for him to sit this one out and we'll hold the fort and give him his, his, his day in the sun at, uh, at Bruce Stadium. Muzz says, uh, Rat, was that the Peroxide Blonde Tour? It was. In 2000? Yeah, exactly. You and Adam McCoy, yeah, right. was it? No. Yeah, 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 me and the Mad Dog. That's exactly right. It was Rooster Muzz. Mm. And that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. New Zealand Warriors against the Dolphins. Wade Egan, they really need him back, the Warriors. He's known to start. Mm. And also Dylan Walker, he's been really good for the for the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, he's in as well. Of course, the Dolphins have some players backing up. Tommy Gilbert, Hamaso, Tabuai Fido. Gold Coast Titans, Rabbits, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, for Fido and Tino, obviously, they're going to be their names, so they've got to back up. Foran's out, like we mentioned before. And Latrell, um, there was talk of him playing this week, but he was never playing this week. So um, he's obviously out. Um, Sharks and the Brisbane Broncos. There's a lot of players backing up for this one for the Broncos. They've, um, they've named them all. Um Haas, Carrigan, Walsh, Flegler, Cobbo. Um, and they put Corey Oates on an extended bench, but it'll be interesting to see um, how they back up. I, I can see this game being a pretty physical game tomorrow. So, um, yeah, look, it's a big call. Um, see how they go. Sifatalakai um, has been named, yeah. which means Connor Tracy. Your boy. Oh, oh, you're devastated, aren't you? This is ridiculous. I'll tell that, you what. That's ridiculous. Can you oh, throw oh, that? David Vass, please. Come on, Thank that's you. ridiculous. I'll tell you what, Sats. Like, he played well enough to keep his spot last week. Absolutely. He was, a, he was uh, in my opinion, he was their best. Mm. Um, it's tough going in An it. embarrassment of riches, they call it, yep. at the Sharks. Yeah, they, they've so got great depth. depth. Yeah. They really do. They really do. Roosters versus the Bulldogs. Got a lot of Roosters fans. Mm. Uh, Bondi Jack's got a text here we'll get to very soon. He's written an open letter to Trent <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> yeah, it's Maria Hargraves. He's back. Yep. And uh, five eighths. Joey Manu, don't okay. like it. Okay, I'm, I'm, on the back I'm, of that, I'm off. I'm I'm off the Joey Manu at five eight experiment. Yep. I, I didn't mind it when he went in there. I'm off it, and, and I'm surely they are seeing what I'm seeing. You think Bondi Jack thinks the same way along you? Open well, letter to Trent oh, Robinson. Yeah, Dear Trent, last it. time you played Joseph Suali on the wing, your team won eight games in a row. You moved him twenty times into the South semi, and he slaughtered four certain tries and cost us a title. You have not picked Sueliti on the wing once ever since. How is Joey Manu's centre career going? At Manu at six, working out for you, 
ignorant Trent. Why not? No, I'm not going to read that last bit. <laughs> I know you're passionate. And I love your passion. That's what I makes do. our game great. Yeah, I do. the passion. But uh, yeah, look, I, I think the experiment's over. Yep. Um, I mean, the challenge is it, Sammy Walker's got that crook knee, right? So yes. if they if they move Kiri back to six, yep. who do they put in the seven jersey? So it's probably, um, yeah, it's probably a, a situational thing right now. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, they, well, I, I think if they want to win more games of footy, that, that's what's got to happen. Cows versus Storm, Rat. Yeah, Tamalolo is listed amongst the reserves. And um, as is uh, Jeremiah Nanai, he's back and named on the bench. So, Look, uh, Tamalolo's been out since round seven. Nanai's been out for four games, suspended. They are two names that they need in their side. Gee, they're playing some... I know oh, they, they haven't oh, been impressive this year, but they are a different side with Jason Tamalolo. Oh, I'm, I'm struggling to think of a team that's been more disappointing in my eyes yep. than the Cowboys this year. Yeah, like, absolutely. I'm just thinking back over time, thinking, oh, no, 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 the Cowboys. It's got nothing to do with other than... Um, the talent that they have. Well, continuity. They haven't had the continuity. Or yep. yeah, they've had suspensions, they've had injuries... But there's also there's a few players that need an, an, an attitude adjustment. Without seems a doubt. like it. But you don't forget how to play. Mm. Well, I, I mean, the, the Roosters aren't far off where the Cowboys are at the moment. Yep. But the Cowboys just, I mean, the Roosters have, have shown glimpses of, of you know, some games earlier on in the season. Yep. Um, I mean, other than those couple of wins back to back that the Cowboys had, they've just been so poor. Hey, guys, I reckon you should get together a debate on the eve of origin with Blocker, Benny, um, and against Gordy and Gilly and Choppy and Sterling for New South Wales. Eh? Would be good listening from Brizzy Bryan. Yeah, you could do that like, and, and have the topic. And have the topic. The topic is yep. who has the most passion for origin? <laughs> Put Joey on the New South Wales side. Oh, and put Maddie on and, Queensland and a birdie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And put, you know, put put a choppy, you know, someone like that, the yep. passionate Queenslander, and just see why, and just see, see it unfold. It'd be good TV. It'd be great. It'd yeah. be outstanding. It'd be better listening. Yeah. On, on sports day. Or better, better, better listening than us. Yeah. Are no, we have it as part of our oh, show. Part of our show. Yeah. yeah. And the, the great sure. debate. Mm. That's never been used before. The great debate. No. Uh, that's. That's your sports update for Polaris. Their end-of-year financial deals are on now. Get up to $3,000 free accessories on Polaris Rangers. Get your pens out. Tips are coming up next for New South Wales Greyhounds with Simon Orchard. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and Rat for Sports Day. Greyhound Racing New South Wales update with Simon Orchard, who is on the line and at the moment is out walking his... Boy Collie. Oh, so not a Greyhound. Yeah, no, 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 we we can't. I've worked that out. Yeah. (laughs) It's a Border Collie, fellas, uh, and he's a beautiful Border Collie at that. Although, we had a bit of a... uh, we went head to head on the weekend. Actually, got my finger caught in his collar as he was running past me in a bit of a game, and he snapped my ring finger uh, clean in half, fellas. So Ooh. I had to get surgery yesterday, but um, the wedding ring's off now. So um, yeah, the lengths yeah, you go to not to wear your wedding either. ring, mm. Simon. Yeah. What was it? Was <laughs> it? Was it? Was it? Was it pain, or was it? It happened that quick that you just had no no time to feel the pain. 
Uh, mate, my uh, previous life as a hockey player, I had a couple of broken fingers, so I knew straight away that something was wrong. And my dad, being a classic uh, 1960s kid, said, just strap it next to the other one, mate, and you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's how we fixed it. <laughs> That didn't work. So, yeah, surgery uh, yesterday and feeling much better today. Now, the dogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. And we usually talk to you on a Wednesday night, Simo. But uh, the Jim, Jimmy Jenkins Memorial at Bulleye tomorrow. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, not a bad race, fellas, for a Wednesday at Bulleye. Look, this race, Jimmy Jenkins Memorial, uh, it's a wonderful race. It's been going a couple of years now. And it's in memory of a great old fellow named Jimmy Jenkins, obviously, who used to do a stack of work around the Bulleye track and the South Coast track. So it's a great way to, to remember him. His family has come down the last couple of years and been involved in the presentation. So, look, it's a $15,000 race to the winner. It's race seven on the card at Bulleye tomorrow. If you want to have a tip, the one Weffley Shield looks really hard to beat. I haven't actually seen the market for this race yet, but... Weffley Shield, it won the Capalabar Straight Derby, it won the Warhope Cup, it was the fast heat winner in 26-3-2, and it's drawn the one, boys, which we absolutely love. Any time a dog who it looks like being the favourite draws the pole as well, I think it's going to be really hard to beat. So Weffley Shield, race seven, number one, looks the bet tomorrow. If you want a bit of value, or at least maybe an emerging dog, five, King of Tulsa, uh, ran the exact same time as Weffley Shield, but has only had four career runs. So you have to say, upward pointing arrow, only better to come from King of Tulsa. Just don't love the box five draw against some pretty seasoned dogs. But either way, a really good race, Jimmy Jenkins. Tomorrow it was won by his grand last year. And Rod O'Brien had a really good speech afterwards commemorating everything that Jimmy had done for the track. So hopefully we can see more of that tomorrow. Well, I'm a very big fan of the show, The King of Tulsa. Good show. Um, yeah, with really good show. With sliced alone. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Mate, the Thunderbolt, it's almost <laughs> here. 75K series this Friday at Wagga. What can we expect at the Thunderbolt? Yeah, you're spot on. The Thunderbolt, we had the inaugural running of the race last year. It's worth $75,000, guys. And this is for the short courses. So any greyhound out there that you think maybe can't quite run out a 500-metre trip, maybe our friend Fat Pizza that we'll talk about in a minute, oh. they aim for the Thunderbolt. It's 350 metres the final this year. It's held at Grafton uh, later on in June. But the heats, they start in Wagga on Friday. So Wagga Friday, we've got Bullock and Gosford next Tuesday, Tari Wednesday, Goulburn, Richmond, Dubbo and Grafton. There's heats all over the state, boys, and they will come from far and wide to try and win this $75,000. As I said, the final's held at Grafton. It's not on until June 24, but the series starts uh, this week, and I'm really looking forward to seeing some of these short-course dogs. The beauty of this place is, fellas, that uh, a fair bit can happen. It's a bit like uh, speed skating, Stephen Bradbury style. If, mm-hmm. if other dogs maybe get in each other's way or knock each other about a little bit, plenty of other dogs can emerge, and you often see some rough results in these short-court races. So really looking forward to it starting in Wagga. I'll be heading up to Grafton for the semi-finals and the final later in June, but it all gets underway at Wagga on Friday, the 2nd of June, the Thunderbolt, the second-ever edition. Well, when you get to Grafton, I want you to make your way to the Clock Tower Hotel or the Grafton Hotel, okay? That's your mission. Is that fat pizza in the background I, I can hear? No. no. Actually. <laughs> it could be. I swear I either get uh, we either talk about fat pizza on this show or I get pub advice yeah. from you guys. Yep. Which which town I go well, to which pub I Let's get on to fat pizza. Ran on the twenty fourth of May out of box five. Doesn't like box five and it got fifth. But it's racing again tomorrow night in Richmond, race two. Rug number five again, Simo. They're just not giving fat pizza any chance. No chance. Yeah, he's just not he's not getting the luck of the box draw at the moment. Look, last uh, the run at Wenty Park on the weekend 
wasn't too bad, fellas. Like, he's run worse. I, I think a little bit of bad luck there. But Nick Kilner, I love him. But at the moment, Fat Pizza, just not a lot of continuity. Seems to be racing at Richmond, seems to be racing at Wentworth Park, could go and have a run potentially at Bulleye. So maybe he just needs to get stuck into his surroundings and maybe a bit of continuity will help him. As you say, he runs at Richmond again tomorrow. Uh, and this is appointment viewing for me, fellas. Every week I make sure I know when Fat Pizza is running. I tune in. Uh, I, I root for him hard, often a little bit disappointed, but I still love the dog, as does Nick Kilner, who I talk to every couple of weeks, and he said Fat Pete is still in really good spirits looking for that maiden win. Mate, well, what is the shortest dog race? The shortest dog race? Distance-wise? Uh, Distance-wise, yeah, because I'm thinking, like, if you're telling me that there's carnage in those races, let's just chuck him into those, and hopefully... They'd all just take each other out and he just comes through for a win. There's one for 320 metres. I know that. Is that yeah, the shortest? So we race at Dapto. We race at Dapto on a Thursday over 297. 297, yeah. Uh, which might be up Fat Pizza's alley. I know Nick Kilner has been at the Dapto track before with other dogs. I'm not sure if Fat Pizza. Yeah, Fat has Pizza has, and he, got, and he got third over 297. Wow. Well, there you go. He's, he's, he's better than fifth. Yeah. Is there. Is there, is there a record? Is there a record for most losses by a dog? Yeah, like, we spoke about this a couple of weeks oh, ago, right. didn't we? Yeah, how many is it? Is it a hundred? There is. Uh, Nick Kilner was aware of it when I spoke oh, to him, and he did say firmly, firmly cheek that he had the record in his sight. And look, <laughs> we we always talk about that piece, but we must say. Nick is a great fella. He loves the dog as do we, and everything we say is firmly tongue in cheek. Of course, but he does understand. He doesn't have the most ability, but he loves going to the races, and he reckons Fat Pete's are just not running. So, boys, while well, he's fit and healthy and going around, um, going around, we're happy to see him. And we're happy yeah, to absolutely. If, facts, if Fat Pete was a rugby league player, he'd be Alex Twelve. Alex Twelve. That's, yeah. that's exactly right. Just a right. battler. Hundred plus games, <laughs> no tries. Yeah. But everybody loves him, and he's always got a smile on his face. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, what about for tonight? Where are we racing, Simo? Yeah, tonight, boys, we've got Grafton and Gosford on the agenda. So, Grafton, if you want to have a bet up there, race five, number eight, Ayrton. There's a, a really good horse, well, the Houston round anyway, called Ayrton. So, race five, eight, and race nine, number five, Sam Dave Genie. So, they're the two best bets at Grafton. If you want to have a play at Gosford tonight, go race one, number eight, Jack's Zester. Race one, number eight, Jack Zester. Get your money early and hopefully roll it over into Origin tomorrow night. Nice. Beautiful. Good stuff. Thedogs.com.au, the home of everything. Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. Simon Orchard, talk to you next week. Very boys. And don't forget, what are you gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. I'll just put a little multi on those uh, tips from Simon Orchard. Grafton, race five, number eight. Race nine, number five. Gosford, race one, number eight. $5.50. Mm. Nice, a little bit of a Bunsen burner. Mm, on that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Win some, lose more. Mate, what about uh, Rooster Muzzy? Simon, if Simon got his finger caught in Fat Pizza's collar, he wouldn't have even broken a nail. <laughs> pizza struggles with 50 metres, let alone 500 metres. We love Fat Pizza. Are we going to get him on for an interview one day? You didn't even jump at that. See, look, you're not even concentrating. 
Sorry, I'm reading text. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did Rat. you say? There's, we're going to get Fat Peter on for an interview one day. Uh, he was nine, on. Didn't you hear him in the background? Oh, the, he was. Yeah. Orchie Bottle says, Rat, I think they are cloud seeding over Adelaide. It might be a wet track. Can the Blues win in the wet? Well, it was wet today. In it was, Adelaide? It was, it was wet down there today. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was uh, listening to an interview this morning with Cam Smith. He was saying it was very drizzly. Um, I'm unsure what the forecast is for tomorrow. It's supposed to be cloudy. Who does who does the wet track help more? Go, uh, Gold Coast, um, Queensland. Yeah, you think yeah. so? I think Queensland. Yeah. Well, it just just slows up the uh, weapons out wide. Yeah, just it slows up. Yeah, it just tightens the game game. up, doesn't it? Yeah. Just brings it more into the middle. Forces your defenders to go shoulder to shoulder. So yeah. if you're going to try and go through, you have got to go straight through the brick wall. So yeah, um, yeah I think I think that uh, that sits in favour of Queensland. To be honest, now. This is from 132, coming to us from Bali. I live in mm. Bali. Listen to you guys. Why Sports Bar has 600 people booked. Please don't send any more New South Welshmen to Bali. They have issues. I've, uh, <laughs> I've spent many a time in the Y Bar. Have you really? <laughs> I have. Yeah. yeah, yeah is it an Aussie bar or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good bar. Brent Todd. Remember Brent Todd? Toddy, yeah. He's Two times a, Toddy. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a couple got of tattoos. Tattoo shops. I got one of, one of my tattoos is from his shop. From there. Brent Todd's. Yeah. Toddy Carney. Yeah. He's got a tattoo parlour in Seminyak over yeah. there as well. Island mm. of the Gods, I think it's called. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, we've got Hello Men. Matt Rogers used to a good thing. The rugby league community is frothing about state of origin. That's the point. South Australia isn't... Part of the rugby league community. I don't think Origin should go to South Australia. Can't agree more. Or any of the neutral states for that matter. It's Queensland versus New South Wales. Let's get back to that. Two matches in New South Wales one year and Queensland the next. If you want to grow a league, take the NRL games there. No. Matty Guyatt. How's the golf going, Matty? Golf's going all right. He's changed his swing a little bit, Had my first Matty. lesson I've ever so, had today. And, mm. oh, gee, I learned some stuff. Got to go backwards to go forwards, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that, Sats. I like the neutral. I like a neutral venue for one of the games and I think it does help grow the game but I just think like I said and like I've, I've been banging on about since the start of the show it's up to the players to promote the game in that area but so. if we if we don't actually we've got a text here as well which I'm um, which I, it's sort of on the back of what I was just about to say and uh, it's it's about growing the game here we go Daniel our smartest listener. Mm. Sats and Rat, in relation to Grant Mayer's comments about Adelaide being an expansion prospect for the NRL, if the ARL Commission is intent on the N in the NRL living up to its namesake and establishing a bona fide national footprint, then Adelaide has to be a part of the broader discussion. Maybe not as the 18th franchise, but certainly as part of a 20-team focus. Now, Daniel, I hope we don't get to a 20-team while you're listening to us on the SCN app. I've been in a 20-team comp and it was pretty messy. Yeah, but, but Sats, that 20-team comp was... 1995, 96, was it? 95? Mm. Mm. Um, 96, yeah. I, I don't think we had the player depth. I don't think, you know, that the, there wasn't communities as established as there are now. Like, you think about the, the the communities that have popped up just on the Gold Coast, for instance, in that time. Mm. You know, your, your Upper Coomeras and your... Pimpermars. Pimpermars. And, like, th- thousands of young families up there. Um, and, and every area has those, you know, growth areas where the population's growing. It gives us more kids to choose from. I, I'm, I'm with it. I, I, I am actually with the competition getting to 20 teams because I think we do need to include the Perths and the Adelaides and, you Is know, that coming from a player manager or? No, 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 no. It's coming from, I love the game and I want to see it as a national product, not a East Coast product. Yeah. Um, I, 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 think, I, I think unless we are, have got genuine interest in going to these areas, take an origin there. Take 
take whatever game you want there. If there's a genuine interest about growing the game there, if we're just going there for the sake of going there, again, it's a, it's a, it's a revenue raiser. And I, mm. I know you're running a business. So I understand that. But I think unless you're actually going to, going to grow the game there mm. long term, that's the only reason we take games there. Well, well, it's not a good start taking an Origin game to Adelaide and not it's not selling out. Well, I don't, think sell I don't out. think they're really concerned whether it sells out. As long as aesthetically which is, which, on TV, there's a big crowd in front of the, the TV frame. I don't like that. Well, I, I don't like that at well, all. Well, the money they get from the, the government basically fills those seats yeah. when it comes to the bottom line, I suppose. Well, it could be more money if they filled the seats genuinely. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Doc, from, Doc Lombardi coming from Dubbo. Long-time listener. Hi, Sats and Rad. I love the idea about the Origin Legends coming together for a great debate. Mm. But with so much Origin Legends star power uh, in the room at the same time, maybe calling it the <laughs> the mass would the be better. <laughs> the, yeah. the mass debate. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Yeah, what about uh, <laughs> uh, Shane? Sh- sh- <laughs> Shane, uh, uh, Shane, Shane, uh, yeah, boys, Triple P here, the Perth Parapest. Could not agree. With you blokes more, I wish there was more talk from the players giving it to each other. I went to a USC fight at Madison Square Garden. The press conference a few days before the fight where the fighters give it to each other was more entertaining than the fight. Also, can't believe New South Wales didn't pick Moses and King Gutho. <laughs> if you like money, oh. Parado in the comp. Can't, uh, can't get on you with that what? last we'll statement there, Shane. We'll take you seriously, Shane. Shane, until that last line. But, but it, there, there was a, there's another text here about, uh, where is it, about, about players. Yeah, it's all well and good. To have a press conference, but in you know in the UFC they can go out and punch each well, other. Well, Murphy and Coldstream says, uh, "I'd love it too, but boxers and MMA get to go out and punch each other after all the trash talk. What's the point of all the trash talking if the game's been sanitised?" Um, I quote Gordy where he said one night in commentary, "Since when does a half get in the face of a forward?" The answer to Gordy's question is, "Since the halves know the forward can't give them one back in the face." But so, there's, there's energy in the game, Sats. Yeah. Right? And, and you, you can, f- like when you're out there and you can see someone's coming for you, you can feel it and you can see it and the intensity rises and that's what it'll do to the game. Mm. Like there's no question about it. If you've got a group of players like that tiered system we're talking about, the UFC, yeah. um, and we're going to put up on our socials as well, what do you think? We'll ask a question for the fans. What do you think if we did an Origin, um, an origin press conference two days out yeah, with six or seven players, three legends, mm. and an MC, and the host and the MC, he's the key. A you neutral know, person that can, yep. can that can incite the comments that you need out of the players. You could have like Reese Walsh sitting up in the back corner, and you could have James Tedesco on the bottom. Yep. And Reese Walsh would say something, and Tedesco could turn around and just go, "Who the f- who is, that the f- is that guy? <laughs> Conor McGregor." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, mate. Be you great. Just imagine it. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. I, think, I think it'd be good. As mm. long as, I mean, if the players bought into it, it could create, you know, a, a great piece of entertainment. You could get some great sound bites yep. and then put a lot more energy into the game. And particularly in a place where it's a neutral venue and it's not rugby league heartland, it'd create so much more interest and it'd generate more ticket sales. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Let's get to a Suncorp Super Netball update. Thanks to Flight Centre, great supporters of the program, Flight Centre, your real deal centre, and the New South Wales Sifts, uh, Swifts, I should say, continued their hot form in round 11 with an eight-point win over the Melbourne Vixens. And now they sit second on the Super Netball ladder, 34 points. Equal first with the Thunderbirds, Matty. And this Sunday, mm. who do they play? They're the Swifts up against their, nuts, their arch nemesis. GWS Giants. Oh, the Giants, yeah, yeah. And I'll be hoping for a better performance. Um, 
after going down to the Firebirds by 18 points. So The Giants? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 68-50, that's, that's a big spread, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Low scoring, yeah. 52. Yeah, mm. it is, yeah. Thanks to Flight Centre, Dream Centre, always within reach centre, playing centre for over 40 years. We'll get through the rest of your texts after the break. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Perth Parapest is the show's smartest listener. Give him a prize, Steve. <laughs> oh, Steve from Dubbo. Listen, another you'll Para have a, fan. You'll have, a, you'll have a fight on your hands with Daniel from Prairie Wood. Oh, yeah. yeah. Far more articulate than, than most of it. Well, I reckon Daniel from Prairie Wood would have a doctorate in something. Mm. Whatever. I wonder what he does. Yeah, Daniel, tell listen us on, the, on the SEN app. Can you text him and tell us what you do? I'm mm. saying I'm saying something in, in science. I, I was going to say chemist. Okay. Well, not Breaking Bad chemist. No. Okay. No, yeah. no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> not Brian Cranston chemist, no. G'day, Sats and Rat. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the battle between James Tedesco, Reese Walsh, the old bull versus the young calf, Sporty Gav. And that takes me into the questions I'm gonna, we're going to throw around just here. Looking at both these sides tomorrow, yep. I, I doubt very much that they'll go in 1-17. to 17 in the, I don't think that Queensland will leave Tino on the bench. I think they'll start him. Do you think that Tyson Frizzell and Hudson Young will start in the back row, or do you think maybe Cameron Murray or Liam Martin will come in? Well, Liam Martin is coming off a, a pretty short prep. Hamstring? Yeah. Injury, yeah. I, can, I, I don't think they'll start him. And infected boils. Mm. <laughs> he's a grub, is he? He's a filthy thing. Right <laughs> oh, is Doesn't that right? And... Oh, yuck. All the um, flies give it to him. The, yeah. On the Queensland side of things, yep. I, I like Tino on the bench. He's such an impact. Like, he's, he's that big, mobile, fast, strong. And I understand you don't want to lose that, lose that first 10 or 15 minutes. It's important. But Lindsay Collins isn't going to take a backward step. He doesn't have the – he probably doesn't have the impact coming off the bench that a Tino would have. I like Tino's impact off the bench. Bringing that six-foot-five rampaging giant onto the field – ready to rip and tear when just there's a few tired legs out there. You can spot up defenders. You can lose the game in the first 15 minutes, but mm, you can. I, I, I think it's a risk that I – I mean, personally, if it was me, it's a risk I'd take. Yeah, okay. I, I, and I, like I said, I, I can't see uh, – Thomas Flegler, hey, tough as nails. Lindsay Collins, tough as nails. Yeah. They're not going to take a backward step. Mm. And I know New South Wales have, have banged on about they'll, you know, they'll beaten in the middle last year. They're just trying to they're, they're trying to talk themselves into it. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to go out there and like, Queensland are just sitting back going, yeah, we did and we're going to do it again. Mm. They're going out there to do the same thing that they did last year. It's up to New South Wales to stop them. And I think Tino coming off the bench, that'll just take them to another level. And that's like when you have those players come off the bench, it's like when, when Harry Grant starts on the bench and he comes on, you see the game lift. Mm. The game speeds up because he speeds it up. If you're coming off the bench and you're not making that sort of impact, you're not doing your job as a bench player. And I think Tino does it way better than, say, Lindsay Collins coming off the bench. If I'm New South Wales, I'm glad Tino's not starting. Yeah. Yeah. What about Hudson Young? This is one of the matchups, and I think it's flying under the radar. 
If they are going to run out as of, as it is 1 to 13, listeners, 0457 736 736, Hudson Young on the left, Tom Gilbert on the right. Oh. We're talking about all these matchups, and I agree. I'm looking forward to the young bull and the old bull and the young calf, Tedesco and Walsh. I'm looking forward to you know, Selwyn Cobbo um, up against Josh Adokar. And I'm looking forward to all those matchups. But this one is the one that's flying under the radar. Two aggressive back rowers who love to get under the skin of their opposition. Mate, I was uh, I was listening to Cam Smith this morning on SEN on um, on um, breakfast, and he was saying, "He goes, mate, Tom Gilbert. We've had to try to we've had to slow him down. Like he is just an animal." And and I, you know, I've I've, I've got a man crush on Tom Gilbert. Like he, I love watching him play. <laughs> um, just a phenomenal player, and just plays with an intensity that just and and just fits Origin. And Hudson Young, I mean, Tom Gilbert's had a taste of origin under his belt. Hudson yep. Young, the new kid on the block, he, his job is to come out and try to stop him. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting battle. You're right, Sats. It is one that's flown under the radar. Nico Hines, does he get on the field? You know, I think, I think if New South Wales are losing the game, mm-hmm. he gets on a lot quicker than if they're winning the game. Yep. It's a good point. Um, if New, South, if, if New South Wales are losing the game, I think Nico gets injected far sooner than if they've got, you know, a six or an eight-point lead and they don't want to change things. Mm. Um, I think if they're behind, they need, they need a lift, they need something, and then he's certainly the spark you'd throw out there. If, it, if, it's, a, if it's a tight game, if, if they're up by two or four points, I don't know, he could be another Aaron Raper. Yeah. Sit on the I bench know. and not, not get on because yeah. – I mean, what what would you want to change? If you're up by a couple of points, you're not gonna, you're not going to you're not messing your with halves. your spine. You're not messing yeah. with your spine. Like it's it's the only the only place I can probably see him playing, but is he plays something in the in as a like a thirteen back row? Yeah, something I was happens say, with comes on, yeah, as an injury HIA or because it's a free interchange, right? HIA. It is. Yeah. 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 If it's an illegal shot, clear mm. he could succumb to the tooth. Uh, Hudson will definitely be starting on the bench. He's a bad liar, says J-Dog. Must have been an interview around that. Maybe didn't sell it to everyone. Mm. Matt makes a – oh, this is the the text from last night. Mike. Yep. We're talking about commentators who who use first names, like Luttrell. Mm. Would you guys like to be called by your first name? Scott and Matt. All right, here we go. Matt makes a break and chips over the top. Matt regathers. He's steaming towards the try line. But who's coming across the field? It's Scott. He's mowed him down <laughs> in a copybook tackle over the sideline. How good, he says. I'm okay now, boys, after your counselling. Mike. <laughs> so yeah. when he breaks it down like that, Matt and yeah. Scott, it's... No, no, no. This is... Well, I've, I've spoke to you about this. <laughs> there are some players... But, but see, Latrell's got a first name as a surname. Mm. So it's it's like that anyway, Mitchell. Well, you're Matt like, Roger. Or, or, or Mitchell Pierce. Yeah. Well, they, you know what I mean. Yep. Like, if they were saying Mitchell. So it's like LeBron first name Jordan is the surname. Mm. So it says Jordan, Jordan. Well, here's the thing, Sats. Some players, yeah. you can call them by one name. Yeah. And everybody knows who they are. Who's the most obvious one? Uh, Pele. Yep. Um. LeBron. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, Not Mulatalo. No, no. Um, 
and the trail fits that. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. it's 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 a di- it's not the same for everyone. Mm. And I like I like the fact that he's 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 arrived. Yeah, you know, like he's arrived, man. He's there. He's a superstar of our game. Yep. Boys, just before we we hang up at the boots for tonight, tips yep. for tomorrow. Oh, are we done. Oh, we'll Far out. I think both of us will obviously say Queensland, but I suppose the question is if Queensland are to win. Um, and unfortunately, we're a little bit biased because we're both both Queenslanders. But if Queensland win, Cameron Munster, I think, has to be man of the match, and I think Reese Walsh has to play a huge role as well. I'm 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 going to go Queensland victory, obviously, in a tight one. I'm going to go Reese Walsh for man of the match. Okay, 18-12, I'm saying. 18-12. If New South Wales win, I think they win by 20, 30. Mm. If Queensland win, it's going to be a, I think there's going to be a try. Wait, 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 sorry, just say, repeat that. If New South Wales win, they'll win by 20 or 30. No. Yeah. Mate, are you for real? Well, I've got, to play, I've got to actually toe the neutral line because you're like Badge. I'm the one that's got to try and cater to both You think both New South states. Wales, if they win, they're going to beat Queensland by yeah. 20 or 30? No, I think they will. You're on a pipe or something over there. What, <laughs> what is going on with you? Uh, Rat, your margin. My margin. Uh, four points, Queensland, 16-12. I remember when Turvey made his debut for New South Wales. New South Wales were getting beaten up. Mortimer was replaced by Rodonigas on the bench, who immediately started a fight with Oliphant. Oliphant, New South Wales, ended up winning. Mm. Yeah, that was in the interstate days at Lang Park. Mm. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh on, with Pat. Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming back right back. in. He's going to do back a set of back funny. Thing. The stage is yours. This is actually Sats. a question, a serious question. Oh. So, no, why do scuba drivers... Why do they roll backwards off the boat into the water? So they don't trip on their flippers? No, because if they rolled forwards, they'd land in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for your text <laughs> message tonight, all your involvement. Uh, big night tonight, tomorrow night, our show, and then Origin 1 in Adelaide. Hope you enjoy not only the rest of the night, make sure you tune in for the show tomorrow with Woogie and the Rat. You're on tomorrow, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, get on Queensland, the Screaming Rainbow. Get on Queensland. See you tomorrow.